0: Welcome to the Reckoning Podcast, where we stoke a campfire, gather around, and have real-life conversations with old friends, new friends, professionals, and just shoot the shit. Reckoning all things from hunting, outdoors, beauty, entrepreneurship, relationships, life, and more. It's all just a reckoning. Is anybody else like permanently freezing (laughs) you know it's july no oh my gosh it's august it's august which means it's still super hot here in utah but i'm always in a hoodie and socks because i'm not mad out and we keep shit frigid around here i am going to talk about our trip to king's peak uh, if you again follow us on social media, you kind of saw little mini vlogs like I wouldn't even call them mini, like micro vlogs of Kings Peak, little snippets. And I wanted to get on here and I wanted to share our experience because it was a really cool trip and something that I'm proud that we did. So if you're curious, what the hell is Kings Peak, Brett? Well, Kings Peak comes in at 13,528 feet. In elevation it is the highest peak in utah and it's located in the uinta mountains so i mean that's big i think uh to give you an idea if i remember correctly oh hang on i think the i think mount everest because of course i got real curious on our drive home everest elevation So, yeah, to give you an idea, I was close. I was going to say 30. Mount Everest elevation is 29,032 feet. Um, But that's fucking huge. So, we're, like, not quite halfway there, but all right. Like, let's give it to us. 13,528 feet is what Kings Peak in Utah is. And... As you know, we love a good search, clearly. The peak was named for Clarence King, a surveyor in the area and the first director of the United States Geological Survey. So there's some fun facts with Brittany. (laughs) King's Peak can be done in one day. I'll get to that. There was people that were doing it in one day that we passed. If you're curious, okay, how far is it to get there? It is about a 25 to 30 mile round trip, depending on, I guess, where you stay or where you park. And it's generally done. Most people do it in two to three days, making it a backpacking trip. So that was our plan. We decided to do King's Peak. We had kind of talked about it, I think, like a year ago. If you have listened to our Robbers Roost canyoneering trip... If not, listen to that, but it was kind of in the same works and being spoke about during that trip. So we went with my husband's family. They are nothing if not adventurous. (laughs) They, they, they make me adventurous, more adventurous than I am. Decided to do the King's Peak trip and we decided we've already done a canyoneering trip. We're kind of seasoned and have all of our stuff ready to go. So let's do it this year. And that is what we decided to do it in July when we knew the snow would be hopefully melted off for the most part and the weather was basically at its best for being that high up. Now, we decided that was the time of year we were going to do it and we figured out which route we wanted to take. There are different ways in which you can come into the peak. So we kind of went through and we, meaning Cody, went through and... Did some really good research. He sent me a bunch of stuff and we kind of looked at things and we're like, yeah, that's the best route to go. Let's do that one. I like the idea of that one the best. So we went through Mountain View, Wyoming, and we followed, of course, Road Trip Ryan's instructions to get to the Henry Fork Campgrounds and Trailhead. He's always got a wealth of knowledge and solid advice on going and packing and what to expect um so we followed that and it worked out really well and got us there like i said we decided we were going to go on the backpacking part of it we were definitely not going to do it in a day and we wanted to be able to recover so we decided to make it three days we decided on this based off of like the train that we read on the level of hiking that it was how many miles it was going to be and really just kind of based off of what we had read but you never really know like you know, you're going to be gaining elevation, but we weren't sure as far as like how much elevation we would be gaining if it was going to be super consistent. I think Cody and I both expected a very steady incline the whole time. So we were thinking, okay, based on, you know, the group that we have going, wanting to recover, be able to do it and not kill ourselves. Three days seemed like the way to go. As I was saying that we were there's obviously like a lot of elevation gain happening to give you an idea. The trailhead starts at 9,443 feet. Wow. I'm just full of numbers today. And the summit is obviously, like I said, 13,528 feet. So you're gaining 4,085 feet of elevation. When you're thinking of that, realizing, you know, some people are doing that in a day or over two to three days, we really expected to see, quite the steady incline the whole way into where we were going to set camp uh, and then obviously going up to the summit. Our plan was to do it in three days, meaning kind of a quick breakdown and I'll break down each day. We were going to do Thursday as a travel day, basically going up to Wyoming. If you don't know, we're located in Utah. We were going to go up into Wyoming and then it drops obviously back down in Utah. So that was our travel day and we were just going to get to the trailhead friday was our actually first day of hiking and getting up to base camp saturday was going to be our summiting day a whole day kind of dedicated to that and then sunday would be hiking out and going home so that was kind of our itinerary and what we had planned going into it then that is what we stuck to the day came it was thursday we traveled in we went uh late in the evening just waited until everybody was done with work i don't even think we left utah until like six or seven which was fine we did decide on this trip um just kind of looking at everything in the year that we've had i and cody and i both kind of took this stance on like we don't want to bring the kids on this trip we really didn't know what to expect nobody in our group had done this trip <laughs> And if you know, based off of experience, even if we had, we probably wouldn't remember what was happening. I'm just kidding. But also, you know, we and it just like I said, there's that huge elevation gain. We didn't really know what to expect. There's information online, but it just didn't seem like something we wanted to uh, ruin our kids on hiking as much as they love going. We wanted to go Cody and I experience it. And then if we felt like it was something they could do we can take them back and do it so it wasn't a big deal to be leaving that late if you're a parent you understand this like whatever it was just like fly by the seat of our pants i'm nothing if not you know spontaneous so we traveled kind of made it slow and steady we just weren't in any huge rush to we weren't trying to like Get there by a certain time, which was great. We did get up to the trailhead. Like I said, we followed Road Trip Ryan's instructions on getting to Henry's Fork Campground, is where we were headed, slash trailhead. And the instructions were great. Followed them. We were going into it at nighttime, which was always it's always interesting when you go into somewhere when it's super dark because you never really know where. Like it's always cool when you wake up in the morning to see what you're surrounded by i mean hopefully <laughs> you wake up and you're like excited about it and stunned by its beauty versus being like what a hole," because that happens too so we drove in to there and i could see that there's you know for the longest time you're driving through wyoming up past evanston if you've ever been that way it's kind of i would call it like prairie and just yellow sagebrush type of terrain. So when you start going back into Mountain View and then as you're going in, you could in your headlights, you're seeing a bunch of pine trees, which just, you know, be still my heart. That's, that's my happy place. When we got to the actual, the actual trailhead of Henry Forks campground, I was blown away at the amount of cars and vehicles. Like, like, I kind of looked at Cody and was like, I want to go home. This isn't why I come out to do this kind of stuff. I don't come out here to be with a shit ton of people. We did go over a Utah holiday weekend, which might've had something to do with that. Obviously the heat of the summer and people are out doing things, but there was literally nowhere to park there. It was crazy. So we had decided our plan for that night was to set up tents and then sleep basically at the trucks. But as we circled around and could not find anywhere to park and tents everywhere and anywhere, (laughs) we made the decision to keep going up the road. Uh, I think we went probably a couple miles before we were able. And let me tell you, that's when I was thinking like this, this, this shit is thick because we had to go ways up the road before we could find a meadow that was large enough for uh, us to and a shoulder we didn't pull the vehicles in the meadow. chill out we pulled the vehicles where we could pull them off to the shoulder and a meadow that give us gave us enough room to set up our tents and make sure that it wasn't marsh that was the other concern that is where we got set up we set up tents in the headlights of the truck and got ready for bed. I think by the time we went to bed, it was probably midnight or 1 (laughs) o'clock, which goes to show the kind of time frame that we were on and just, you know, we were there just to be there and experience it. So Cody and I, obviously, at that point, I had to... Well, actually, that night we celebrated, got out some canned wine, made a cocktail, and (laughs) I had to in mountain view right is that what it's called yeah in mountain view wyoming at the gas station i was like dying by that point if you know something about me it's that i am not a night owl i 10 staying up plus 10 o'clock or like having to do much past 10 o'clock isn't my jam so i got a coffee there so by the time we made it to camp i was like i need a glass of wine to chill out because like ooh, let's go let's go set up camp which was great and much needed because i needed the energy and the willpower to set up my tent but then it was like now i got to come off this high so we enjoyed a glass of wine and a cocktail in the camp in the tent which kind of was a great way to like celebrate like we're here we're good uh the next morning woke up and i was nothing if not pleasantly surprised by the surroundings that we had of course you get up got to go to the bathroom and I was stoked to see the most beautiful pond with, were they lily pads? I'm like trying to think, there was green things floating. It kind of felt like lily pads and I took the most beautiful pee. It was beautiful. Just, I was expecting a moose out there. That gives you like just pine trees, this beautiful neon green with like the dark pine trees and a marsh area and a pond and I was just, on full alert expecting to see a moose out there wallowing in it so we get camp set up enjoy breakfast and coffee duh get it picked up not set up picked up and load those packs you know load your packs the way you want it being strategic about okay loading this stuff in i'm gonna need to be able to access my lunch my jet boil uh make sure i have enough water to go and, you know, it's it's hiking day, baby. We load up into our vehicles and drive back down to Henry's Fork Campground and Trailhead and are able to find a parking spot at this point, meaning some people are coming out. It is crazy to see that there are people... I mean, it's not crazy that people are up and at it, but it's just... It's interesting to me to go somewhere like that because not very often... We find ourselves, like, in a campground, a designated campground, and it's just, which goes to show what an introvert I am, that there's, like, people and their dogs and their things, so, yeah, they were out hiking, and say your goodbye to your trucks, your last things, make sure you got everything you need and it is time to start hiking in so we put on our packs uh most of us had trekking poles i had trekking poles that i brought with because i expected to use them my main goal of bringing them was to use them maybe for the summit and coming down the summit and just obviously steep hills so i ended up leaving mine on my pack because when i saw the trail i was like okay i think i can do without this is something that i'm used to I, there was more people than not that we passed using trekking poles and it makes sense. It's smart. There's nothing wrong with trekking poles. It it helps out, but, um, I was throwing off my rhythm. So we started walking and we did bring our dog, our Corgi healer mix Khaleesi. She's just a cute little thing. She came with us and we kind of started hiking as the group that was there. There were six of us that went and we started, following the trail as you do. And I was blown away again that, and you're just get used to it at this point. Okay. At the beauty, I'm going to say it over and over again. It was so damn beautiful. As we were hiking in, there's a big, huge river running next to us. It literally looks like, um, a river runs through it with Brad Pitt where he's like fly fishing. I just you know, Brad hiking that And we started making our way up the trail as a group. Cody and I ended up, I would say, probably like 30 to 45 minutes into it, decided that we had read that where we were going, our plan was to hike into Dollar Lake and camp. Everyone said this is the most ideal spot to camp. It's a perfect spot right before you start going up switchbacks to the summit camp there there's plenty of water great places to camp however it can be fairly crowded so if you want to find a decent camping spot you need to get up there you need to be able to be okay with uh, camping you know like finding a camp spot not being right against the lake or um off the trail so we decided that cody and i Cody, me and Khaleesi. I got to give her credit, man. I got to give her credit. Cody, me and Khaleesi were to take off and just make sure that we get a camp set up. Our job was to get there and make sure camp is found and get it set up. And then the rest of the group would catch up with it. I have to say there is nothing more than I love working with a company that we use all the time. And I realized we use them, but I didn't realize how often we were using them until this last weekend when we were out on our hike, hiking Kings Peak. And every time we would pull something out or someone would ask about something, we'd be like, you know what? We got this on Camelfire. Camelfire.com has such great deals, it almost feels illegal. Like 50 to 70% off your favorite brands like Vortex mystery ranch stealth cam and more if you are wanting to take a gander at camel fire and keep an eye on a good deals for your hunting season or your next backpacking trip go to the reckoningpodcast.com forward slash camel fire to shop these insanely good deals or if you're thinking, I'll never remember that, whatever podcast app you're on, just swipe up into the show notes and you'll see a Camelfire. Click that to shop 50 to 70% off your favorite hunting brands. Uh, so, Cody and I did that, and I kept taking so many videos and pictures because I literally was like, it cannot get more beautiful. Like, I need to stop and take a picture. And Cody's like, do, do we need to take a picture? I'm like, oh, we should because if it doesn't look like this no it gets more and more beautiful so if you're worried about like being able to capture the beauty of it don't it goes forever we we really didn't him and i we decided like our goal both of us was we just wanted to get to camp so we were not worried about stopping for lunch we had both um i had ate breakfast i think he Cody's not a big breakfast guy, but we had our protein bars, things like that. Our goal was just basically to get to camp and we were fine with at that point. Then we could sit down, relax and enjoy lunch. So we didn't do lunch. We didn't stop for lunch. Most people, I think they said it will take about four hours to do this hike going in the first day, which I think is about nine miles. I think it's somewhere between eight and to 10 miles so we're going to average at nine nine miles in and most people take about four hours to do that cody and i after we broke off from the group in total from the time we started with them to got to camp it took about three hours and 15 minutes we got to camp we found us an awesome spot we actually ended up passing dollar lake as we were hiking in, just following everything on your hike in let's go back hiking in you hike in there's so you get an idea of what to expect when you're hiking in I would say, uh, we both expected it to, like I mentioned, we thought there was going to be, because you're gaining so much elevation, we thought it was going to be a very consistent incline. We were both pleasantly surprised that it didn't seem to be so you're obviously gaining elevation and there are parts that are, that's not even steep. There are parts that are definitely like a hill or a steep climb, um, but they're short. They're short and sweet. So it's just a, it felt kind of like a nice little consistent incline walk. I was like, what do you think this is on the treadmill? He's like probably a 10 or plus, but it's just a long consistent incline. There are multiple, it's a great trail, obviously. It's hiked a lot. And there's lots of bridges to cross over any marshland. Uh, There's some creeks that you have to cross. But there's plenty of rocks that you kinda just be bop your way over them. And there are bridges that are already made for you to cross the rivers. There's one bridge that I think that's yeah, it's the biggest river part you cross and the biggest bridge. It's made out of like three logs. I'll post a video of it. There's already a video actually of Cody and I crossing it, and then there's like a cable on the side. Now the cable's like a string. <laughs> It's like a paracord string for you to hold on to. But like I said, it's three logs wide. You can go across that. And then there's a bunch of different bridges that have been, I wouldn't even call it, what would it be? Like walkways across the marshland that you cross as well. As far as what to expect going in there, I would just say like a nice little incline walk. It's steady. It's consistent. There's a few areas where you do have to gain elevation and hike up like a little hill. Um, but it's not, it's not bad. It was a beautiful hike. Like I said, we really didn't have any moments where we were out of breath and legs were out. There was nothing that was super strenuous on that day for us. That is definitely something when we got to camp, both of us were like, our kids could do that so easily. That's something that, I mean, that's an every weekend kind of a hike for us or even better just because you're following a trail versus like hiking through the bush. I loved that hike. It was so beautiful. And then you hike in and we ended up, like I said, passing dollar Lake just because it's tucked kind of back in the pine trees. So we brought up our onyx and looked on that and we're able to see that we had passed it just a little bit just cause we were, we were trucking. We were headed camp baby, (laughs) but we didn't pass by a, a couple hundred yards. So we ended up hiking back and finding, An amazing camp spot not that far off that was kind of already set up uh it's obviously been used a lot and it already had flat areas under the trees just stunning and a view a view worth looking at so cody and i set up camp and at that point when we were like okay we're close to dollar lake like where are we we could start to see some really dark clouds coming in behind us not and i was just like let's just Get camp set up. Let's find a spot. Let's get our tent up so we're not doing this in the rain. So, we ended up getting to camp, finding that spot, setting it up, getting to then, of course, as you know, I was very excited. Set up camp, get all the things out, kind of get situated, and set up the jet boil so that we could eat lunch. Cody set up his chair. He bought a chair specifically for this. And I was kind of thinking, like, yeah, okay. Okay, you need a chair. It's something so funny that usually, I think he would be like, you "Brought a chair? What a dummy!" But it was super lightweight that he got, and he brought his chair, set it up, and that's that's where he was. So we did our jet boil, one of my favorite things, as you know. Set up the jet boil so that we could enjoy. I had a Heather's choice. Uh, what did I eat that day? I think the chicken mole, and gotta have lunch. Well, we kind of just figured out where we were. Well, I started to make lunch. Cody set up our fly fishing poles. We brought those as well because there's so many lakes around there that we figured we could have time to go fly fishing. After we ate lunch, then the storm rolled in. It rolled in. It came in fast. Now, there was one thing that I forgot to say, and that is hiking there this time of year maybe i did say it is you can for sure expect some kind of storm you are high up you are up in the clouds it's july in utah which means it's monsoon rain season so cody basically told me you could expect for it to rain like every day we might even get snow you don't know we could get snow so we did come prepared for the fact that we expected to get rained on i really part of my packing process was like what clothes do i bring because i was worried about being too cold so the rain came hopped in the tents hung out and at this point our family was still hiking in and we had an insane storm come through it came in hard and there's lightning and thunder and we heard the lightning just crack and it was close i'm like holy shit and i look over and cody went from he got to camp changed into his flip-flops and his shorts ready to just hang out and fly fish for the day to all of a sudden he's shimmying back on his you know his six foot two <laughs> body shimmery shimming on pants in the tent his boots getting his boots back i'm like where are you going it it's stormy he's like that was too close he's like if there, if my family is out in the meadow like there's nowhere for them to go right before you get up to dollar lake there's probably a good couple i'd say like a mile or two stretch of a meadow and it is just that it's a big open meadow with marshlands and just rocks and the trees and everything are pushed off to the side like there is nowhere close for you to get shelter in that meadow and so he was it was time for him to go look go make sure they were okay and go after them he ended up taking off the storm passed his plan was he was going to go make sure that they could find us just because we were off of the trail a little bit they could find camp see if anybody needed help how they were doing and i was to build another little shelter we had his tarp with his lightweight tarp and to build kind of another little shelter for us to put packs or anything like that we needed to that maybe didn't fit so well on the outside of people's tents um just to put stuff he ended up both of us just kind of ended up knocking that out real quick we used his climate tarp which is super lightweight he's always got his paracord with him and then we used some extra stakes from our king's camo tent and made us like a little fly to put our backpacks underneath and then by that point it was done raining and he went back down the trail to go look for his family well what did I do hung out with Khaleesi (laughs) but they weren't gone that long and I just made sure everything was kind of situated for camp and crazy enough uh he did end up running into his sister and brother-in-law and they were out in the meadow like he expected and they had that lightning they said strike like a hundred yards from them. it's so crazy the lightning up there was wild so everyone luckily was okay, just another part of your adventures, right? (laughs) And he ended up getting all of his family coming into camp. Everyone kind of came in in groups and got set up for camp. And then once everyone was camp, we had everyone situated dinners going. We decided that Cody and I were finally going to go and fish, which was fun. I was really excited. That was one of the things I was very excited about was to be able to go camp somewhere and hike in like that and be able to go fish and fly fish. It was the first time I've got to use my fly fishing pole, and I was very excited about that to actually take it out and learn. That's something that's really new to me. Cody and I got a fly fish while we also, well, his brother-in-law and, and sister got water and we started filtering water through that platypus purifier so that we could all fill up our bladders that was a great way to do that and cody and i brought our little mini sawyer water filters to fill up our water bottles as well so we kind of just took turns going down to dollar lake and getting water filtered and dollar lake from where we camped i think was like 100 yards and it is so insanely beautiful it is so beautiful We were able to fish. I think we ended up fishing for an hour. I honestly, it was more me learning how to actually use my pole the right way uh, to do it, which I'm still working on and just getting a feel for it and enjoying the beauty. And then Cody, uh, he ended up getting a bite and then he also saw like a nine inch fish. I can't remember what he ended up seeing. Not a pike. Hmm. I'll get back to you. I'll put it in the show notes, whatever fish he saw mm-hmm and yeah it was really great even the people that you passed were all just like super friendly being like hi how are you hey uh and especially coming in everyone was just like smiling as they were going out just like hi uh and they were all really good i we kind of got to know a couple people but everyone really for the most part kept to themselves which was good and even based on the amount of people that were in the parking lot we weren't It didn't feel like we were stacked on top of each other camping. However, there's lots of tall trees, but it's honestly like big open meadows. So people would be camped by the trees and kind of off into the trees. So when you would go to like wander off to go to the bathroom, there wasn't an awesome spot to do that because you'd wander off, look up and there was a camp there. So keep that in mind too. (laughs) That evening we hung out and... Just kind of planned on like okay what does tomorrow look like does everybody have their water we went through the nice thing with this is we left that camp at dollar lake as a base camp which made it completely different from our robbers roost trip where every day we were completely packing up camp so that was one thing that i was also excited about is we went through and we took everything out that we didn't need we didn't need to be packing our tents our sleeping bags uh, all the extra food it was literally just what you need for saturday summiting so everyone had their trekking poles water obviously lots of water their filtration systems if they had that uh cody and i each brought our jet boils because i will never not be packing my jet boil and our food lunch and then we also threw in you know snacks protein bars and we brought dinner as well just because you never know and then the obvious like survival things that always just kind of stay in our pack that was what was nice about that day going into Saturday, is knowing you're not packing your whole fucking camp on your back so we just got all of that ready and went to bed decided what time we were going to get up we wanted to get up and at it and start so that we weren't coming back or doing much in the dark. You might hear my stomach growl. (laughs) I just finished my workout knocking some ads out for the podcast and you know what I'm going to be reaching for? My Mount Ops Ammo. It is a meal replacement shake. It's got 19 grams of protein and it's low lactose. Plus it has four and a half servings of real fruits and vegetables. It is my favorite go-to and you know it's no secret I love my slumber for that nighttime ritual to help me recover and go to sleep and when we're camping in the tent it really helps calm the mind so you're not so worried about getting pulled out of your tent by a grizzly bear you know what i mean anyone else overthinkers? no just me okay slumber will help with that (laughs) my new go-to favorite though is the ignite i have the sweet tea lemonade and it seals the dill on a hot summer day and gives you energy and focus. If you are wanting to check out some supplements or some gear for your workouts or just your outdoor adventures, like their protein bars are excellent for your pack, and they have trail packs, they know their audience. They know people are throwing these in their backpacks for hunting or hiking. Check out mountainops.com and use my code BRITFREESHIP. For free shipping. Again, that's mountainops.com and use my code BRIT, free ship for free shipping. BRIT, B-R-I-T-T. So BRIT, free ship for your free shipping at mountainops.com. You're not going to regret checking these guys out. Saturday morning hits. It is summiting day. The whole purpose of this trip to go to King's Peak Summit we decided we wanted did i already say that that we wanted to leave early just based on what we know about uh the weather up there and reading things and like i said just it's common knowledge in utah july equals afternoon thunderstorms and a not a great place to be in the midst of a crazy storm would be at the highest point in Utah. We wanted to get up there, get it done and try and get off of the peak before we got caught in any kind of storm. Cody and I, I think a few of our group left uh probably a little bit sooner than us. We made sure that we had breakfast in us and coffee, just our usuals to make sure we can go on with our day and do what we need to. It's, it's like the little comforts in life that just start your day off, right? We left about 7.30 in the morning by the time we had our packs on, trucking poles out, engaged, and ready to go. I, As we were walking in on Friday, I kept telling Cody, like I said, I'm like, he got so sick of me probably being like, it is so beautiful. At one point, I was telling him, I'm like, did we die? And he's like, what? I'm like, did we die? <laughs> he's like, huh? <laughs> I'm like... Like, this is literally heaven. Like, if Jesus rolls up with tater tots, we died. Like, this is heaven. And I told him, like, if we see a waterfall at this point, yep, that's it. That'll seal the deal. So, as we're hiking on Saturday, starting to make our way up to Gunsight Pass, I believe. You're hiking up out of the camp. Look over. And Cody's like, Brit. Like what? He's like, there's your waterfall. I'm like, Oh my gosh! Insert <laughs> Janice. I. It was insane. I'm like, can we go there? Let's go there. And then there was another waterfall out in the distance. It literally. I can't even explain it. It's so. It was just green and pine trees and flowers and fucking butterflies and then waterfalls. I I would love to go back. And go explore the waterfalls but you hike up and you get a, a beautiful view and it's a couple mile hike up to Gunsight pass which then leads to switchbacks again i'm gonna put road trip ryan's outline of all this in the show notes it's definitely more detailed he'll have like don't quote me on like don't be listening to this as you're hiking up through there taking me as directional advice um read the shit, okay? <laughs> so it starts switchbacking up and is a fairly decent little climb. Um again, it's just an easy little elevation climb through the switchbacks and then it leads you up to a huge set of cairns up to the top, which I believe is actually Gunsight Pass. At that point, you have two options. Two. This is legit, okay? I'm actually going to like pull some information so that we've got this correctly. <clears throat> you have let's see your two options are to give you an idea the summit is 10 miles round trip from dollar lake via the shortcut or 14 miles via painter basin about six to seven hours so you got two options when you get to Gunsight pass there's the shortcut and i i think i have a pretty good picture on my phone because i would like this to be a little more outlined even like there was a couple people that were confused on the shortcut so at the top of the pass you kind of you barely i mean just a couple steps down start going down and then there's a there's a trail that cuts to the shortcut so right after you get to the big ass karen's you start to go down, there's a trail. Take that if you're taking the shortcut. The regular way will take you into Painter's Basin and that will drop down into the, pace, into the basin on the south side and then it will lead you back up west and then you'll start to climb into Anderson Pass. The reason why I say this is when we were planning this trip, Cody and I multiple times were like, we are taking the fucking shortcut, point blank. We're taking the shortcut like, why would you not take the shortcut? You can either go 10 miles round trip, or you can go 14 miles and way longer dropping. You gain all that elevation. And then to do painter's basin, you literally drop back down and lose your elevation and then have to gain it again. It just logically does not make sense. Although in the back of my mind, I was like, and maybe it's my fault. I fucking put it in the universe. It's all my fault. It's my fault. We we're very confused because it's not marked very well where said shortcut is so i'm telling everybody once you get up past the, that big ass karen you'll know what i mean like it is taller than people you start to go down over not even down there's your shortcut on your right okay we were like kind of unsure and so we started going down we were following going down and we were losing like a little elevation but not a lot and when we looked up on to the ridge or onto the mountain on our right we saw other people going up there but i mean they looked like they were struggling we kept looking over and we're like is that the shortcut like that does not look like a good shortcut because we saw a man and a woman and they were like hefting up their packs onto what looked like cliffs and ledges. And I was just like, (laughs) that doesn't look like a very good idea. And like, are we just going to be wandering aimlessly up through that hauling our packs up? Like, is that really the best route to go? We decided, and there was a lot of conversation about what to do that. We were just going to cut across onto that Hill. And we kind of just side hilled it to the best that we could. And we ended up not dropping all the way down into the basin and following the trail at that point, because we then realized that was the shortcut. We're kind of already past it. There wasn't a marked trail. It looked, everybody that we saw walking up there looked like a fucking disaster. We're not going up that way. Although we were starting to wonder if we should have. So instead of dropping down into the basin, we kind of side-hilled across as we're kind of used to. Like, (laughs) we just started following Cody. He had his onyx up. He knew where we were headed and he knew where the trail was marked, but at this point, instead of dropping down in the, we didn't want to lose elevation. It just did not make sense to lose elevation. So we kind of started side hilling where safe across and ended up meeting. And I'm going to tell you right now, it was like side hilling sounds like it was easy. It was easy, but there were definitely like boulders and gaining elevation back up because we had lost some and then side hilling across. And then we ended up meeting up with that, Painter Basin Trail that cuts up to go to Anderson Pass, which honestly, sorry, this probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense to a lot of you, but I'm just telling you our experience. This is our experience. We ended up all, once we got to the actual trail of Anders that goes to Anderson Pass and cuts up, We could then see where we were sitting on that trail. Cody had dropped his pack. We all kind of met there. It was time for lunch. We had lunch right there. And right there as we were eating lunch, I have a picture of Cody and I, a little selfie. You can see King's Peak behind us. So it was like hopeful all over again. There it is. That's where we need to get. So we sat and had lunch. And then it was... (sighs) Okay. Most of us sat and had lunch. I had ate a really good breakfast that morning. I had my favorite, uh, I believe it's the Summer Harvest Oatmeal by Heather's Choice. It's so good, so filling. I was still feeling really great and full from that and energized, and it was really hot. So you know how when you're just hot, like a hot meal just doesn't sound great? I had tuna fish packets in my backpack, and I decided I'll just have a tuna fish packet. Uh, I'm not super hungry. I don't want to feel slugged down by eating something, and... I tell you all this because it, like, it'll make sense later, as to why <laughs> this is needed, and yeah. So I just ate a tuna packet, felt really good about it. Cody sat and ate too. I think he ate a couple tuna things, pickle, some other things. And him and I decided it was time. While everyone finished their lunch, him and I would head up Gunsight Pass and get a fill for the base of the summit. So him and I left and hiking up i was feeling awesome you could definitely it was so weird we have a video not once throughout this hiking trip did i physically feel like i was extremely out of breath or my legs were super fatigued or my body anything like that but we have a video because i was like like the elevation really didn't bother me or the altitude Uh, I never felt short on breath or really even like out of breath or strength like I was working super hard but up through Anderson Pass I have a video of Cody and I he ended up (laughs) getting a side ache just from eating and the pickle and all the heartburn and stuff and he was like I should not have ate and I'm thinking yay like I'm sure glad all I had was a tuna fish packet like I'm I'm kicking ass you know but it's weird I have this video of me and you can see I'm not like struggling to breathe or working hard to breathe, but you can hear in my breathing, like how thin the air is. It was super interesting. I didn't realize that until I got home and was watching with the boys and even with Cody. And I was like, isn't that weird? Like you can tell I'm not struggling to breathe, but you can hear the thinness of, a, of the air. It was really interesting. So I didn't physically feel that, but it was kind of weird looking back on that. So anyways, him and I, kicking ass, going on our way up. He's just the best hiker in all the land. He's called Goat for a reason. If you've ever hiked with Cody, you know what I mean? So we end up um, making our way up through and we're starting to see Anderson Pass is like this big open meadow with... It reminds me of when you watch like a medieval movie, how it's green grass and then boulders everywhere or rocks everywhere. I kept telling Cody, I was like, it looks like Lord of the Rings. (laughs) He's like, okay, never seen it, but all right. Going through there and then you start seeing other people dropping from what we would assume is a shortcut. So I'm like, we were all kind of pissed about not taking the shortcut, honestly, so I started surveying people. I'm like, I'm going to start asking people when we get up to the base of the summit, because obviously they got here somehow and we only had passed one other person on our route or two, I guess there was technically three other people, but they weren't coming from dollar lake. There was one person that came from dollar lake that we passed one other more like us. So I'm like, I'm going to start surveying people as we get up there to be like, Hey, where's, where the fuck is the shortcut? we get up there and hang out and we kind of start getting stuff ready so cody and i can go summit and i was talking to people as they come by and i met these two cool kids i named them jonesy and shorzy if you've watched letter kenny you know what i mean they were the coolest dudes that we ran into a couple of times and they were super helpful and i was like did you guys take the shortcut they're like yeah because i saw them just barely coming from there. So they could kind of show me where it comes from as we were sent up at the base and talking to them. I talked to a few other people that gave us an idea. So at that point I'm like, we can take the summit back to camp or we can take the shortcut back to camp now that we kind of have an idea, but because we didn't come this way and we didn't see any markers on our way through, like we have no idea where to head. So we better start asking people and I was asking them too, I'm like, is it sketchy? Like when we looked up that way, you guys are telling me that's where it was. When we looked up that way, like it looks sketchy as shit. And they're like, no, like it's it's kind of like this. And I'm like, okay. We start getting stuff ready and we decide we're gonna wait to summit with everybody else. It just makes sense. We came to do this as a family. Why just go summit now and not doing, doing it with everyone else? So we hang out for a while um, and Cody went and filtered some water, talked to a few people. And the rest of our group makes their way up to us. And again, just, I'm just surveying everybody that comes by. Like, oh, you look decent. Did you come up the shortcut? So this way we have a pretty good outline of like, okay, we're definitely going to take the shortcut. And this is at least where we need a head. And from there, everyone keeps telling me there's Karen's just, once you get over there, just follow the Karen's. That's all you have to do. Got it. Easy enough we get up to the base of the summit and the day that we started hiking to the summit uh, people in our group were telling me that like i've heard it's boulders <laughs> i'm like hmm, okay like and i envisioned on my head in on my head in my head getting to the summit that there would be boulders that just kind of makes sense to me the pictures i saw people standing at the top were standing on boulders okay that makes sense and then we had ran into another group of people our dog came with us she's a little trooper and one person was like be really careful with your dog and i was like okay okay like we got so many great compliments on her she did so well she was so friendly and she would heal when she needed to she did awesome i'm like okay and he's like it just gets really windy up there and i'm really concerned about your dog and i'm like thank you and he's telling me that there's huge boulders and she's so little like i just don't know i'm just really concerned about your dog (laughs) so i'm like Cody, should I be concerned about her dog? (laughs) I'm like, I think she's like, I think she's got it. Thanks. So we get up there and kind of getting a feel for it and sitting up at the base summit. I'm like, huh, this whole fucking thing is boulders. So if you don't know, it's not just boulders at the top and it's not a set trail. There's not a designated little trail that just follows your way up through the boulders. When people say you start switch bass, switch backing the basin of it. You it's, it's you, you are switch backing up the basin of it, just kind of following other people that are coming down. So we're sitting there, family rolls in kind of getting ready for it. And as we're sitting there, we realize there's a dark ass cloud rolling in. Awesome. Cool. You know, starts Blowing wind and it's already windy up there you're up high blown in wind i go to the top kind of look over because i have to go to the bathroom and i'm like i'll just go over there and look and like maybe pee off that side where there's not there was a ton of people piled up at the base and again this is where all the people are make sense now look over nope brit is not peeing down that side i was like just everyone just say no don't go look that way nope straight shot down straight shot down uh, but there's, you know, another guy up there that says he's been with his group, but he got altitude sickness. So he's just hanging out and him and I start watching it. I'm like, is the storm blown in? Do you think it's going to look like it's going to stay a while? Like we're just trying to figure out what we do. Do we summit and go, or do we wait it out? And he's like, I've been seeing a lot of lightning right here. I'm like lightning. So obviously I start videoing duh. and I get to capture some sweet ass lightning and then it starts blowing in really really hard and luckily we had ponchos <laughs> cody had a cover for his backpack and um my brother and sister-in-law had thought about getting ponchos i usually have one in my pack but i don't know where it went so they were handing them out actually at the truck and we're like do you want one and i was like sure threw it in i'm so grateful i did it so thank you so much to them and it's time it's time to throw that poncho on it is game time. So we have a short little reel that I made that kind of showcases us in the middle of a storm. It's so crazy how fast it can roll in because you'll see in our picture of us eating lunch, probably an hour and a half before it is nothing but blue skies, like legit blue skies. And then it just is blown in, you know, a couple hours later. So we decide to sit it out and it was insane so much wind so much rain (laughs) Khaleesi ended up cuddling up underneath with my sister-in-law which was so cute under her poncho and Cody ended up cuddling up underneath my poncho (laughs) and I'm just like pushing my backpack between my legs trying to keep it from getting too wet Cody has his covered I have Cody pushed up against me I rock pushed in my ass and we're just holding holding out and rain wind thunder like you have never heard before and just like shaking and crackling and then the hell starts coming it was insane and i do think if cody and i wouldn't have waited i'm grateful that we did him and i definitely would have been at the summit or somewhere near it you know whether it was coming down or somewhere we would have been much higher than what we were And I'm glad that we waited it out and decided to obviously not only do it with our family, but for safety as well, because we waited it out. I think we waited like 30 minutes uh, and then let's do it. It's now or never, you know? And we started talking to people that we had talked to while Cody and I were getting ready that were up at the summit and they said it was so insane so scary they had when they were up at the top the lightning was just so close that their hair was raising and falling that they could feel the static in their body they couldn't touch their trekking poles because you know of the electricity in them i would assume i don't know i'm not like scientists but you know static so they said that was quite the experience but luckily there's boulders up there and everyone seemed to find shelter which was really cool to hear when it comes to summiting we got there i think we all expected to use our trekking poles and wear our packs all the way to the top but once we got there and kind of saw the actual train and the boulders that are huge they are boulders it's not i expected like little rocks to have to climb kind of like um a bunch of shell rock it's not it's boulders that are the size of you or like your dog and everyone that was leaving had preferred they said leave their packs or if not people were ended up leaving them along the way So we left our packs and our trekking poles and we took our water. And of course, I thank God brought a protein bar and it was time to start. So we kind of just asked people as we went and everyone that I ran into Jonesy and Shorzy again, and they were coming down. So as you start heading up, like from the backside, I was looking at things and everyone kept saying there's like three false summits. Like you think you're to the top and then you're not. And I could see why, because it kind of looked like, it saddled a couple times and then there's a very defined peak two kings peak and summit however once you start going up you there's not a de- designated trail at this point there wasn't a ton of people on there just most people had finished at this point and so you knew you needed to go up but everyone kept staying saying stay to the left because to the right like i mentioned is just straight off like you you don't want to get too far close to that side climbing up all the rocks and it was really weird because part of me started getting I think frustrated because my sense of direction my sense of direction was off like I knew I needed to head up but if I head straight up what looks like straight up it looks like it's just gonna dive off is that where I head or do I stay to the side and sometimes to the side was worse than the top it was it was like a lot of i don't think people take into consideration like the mental game that also is brought into this this is not just like physically going this is a mental thing and i'm not someone that i would say i'm afraid of heights either i think it was just literally a sense of direction and like i felt like the blind leading the blind and i was just like so i ended up i let khaleesi our dog just go in front and i honestly kind of just followed her and when i was really starting to feel frustrated and kind of lost like I said, my, my friends, Jonesy and Shorzy, I don't even know their names. <laughs> they were coming down and it was so helpful to see someone coming off of somewhere of like, oh, that's where I need to head. And then once we talked to them, they're like, yeah, definitely stay to the left. But like, if you can get up onto the ridgeline, that's your best bet. Like stay to the left, but on the ridgeline. So my advice to anybody, I stayed, I think, still too far to the left on the ridgeline based off of what I learned coming down. I would say definitely like try and be on the ridge line and you're good i wouldn't worry about staying. like just don't go right <laughs> that's what i would say just don't go right but stay on the ridge line and it's pretty crazy because they are big rocks and there's places where you get like a little bit of a dirt trail and you can kind of see the rocks that have been worn out and people where they have went but it's really just you kind of finding your way and some of the rocks you would hop up on it's literally just finding your way and if you were like it's like what you would live for as a kid, making your way up a rock and like climbing. But it's kind of a mindfuck cuz you jump on some of the rocks and they like go go. And it echoes down the the mountain or you hear just the go go and it's someone else rocking a rock, but you have to not think about I'm claustrophobic. So there was a time where I just kind of sat down for a second after one rocked really hard cuz I immediately my anxiety took me to If this rock takes down other rocks, I'm going to get caught underneath rocks. (laughs) And I was like, no, 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 no. We're not thinking of that. Just look forward. You know, I think everybody had a moment where like something rocked and you were like, hmm, okay, okay, okay. Now I'm ready to go. And I, my dog, my little tiny dog hopped up on a rock and it was a rock much bigger than her and it ended up falling and rolling down. And that was one of those like already then okie dokie but besides that it really is just kind of like i said following the ridgeline and just keep going up there are probably three false summits you go up the one and then there's a little bit of a saddle where it's the tiniest bit of a flat walk and then you go up i think another two and then you start to summit at that point my husband cody went to the top and he was just making sure like he went to the top. He didn't actually summit. He got up there to kind of find where we needed to go so that everyone could go up there. I was staying to the left. And at one point, we ran into another p- group of people that were coming down off the summit. And it's so funny. Like, as you're starting, people are like, you're close. You're kind of, or like, you're you're kind of close. You got like 200 more yards, but that's kind of a long ways when you're climbing rocks. Or like, mm, and just smile at you. <laughs> Uh, like you kind of love and hate those people at the same time. But like, can you, can you just tell me? Uh, but these guys were like, no, you're really close. And I'm like, okay, where I am now, like I'm feeling, it started getting, I think really shitty on that left side, but there was a guy standing there and I was like, listen, listen, do I just stay right here or do I need to climb up because I was kind of underneath like a ledge situation. He's like, no, if you just head straight like through where I am, you'll be good to go. Like, okay. And then at this point, somewhere along the line, I, me and the dog got broken off from my family. And I just started following where that guy was. And I knew based off of talking to them, like, they're like, you're really close. Like just a little, like, I can't remember. Like they made it sound like I literally just had to, couple more minutes and so as I get going I start hollering for Cody which was so weird I don't think he heard me and I'm like Cody like (laughs) there's nobody by me did I did I shoot past it that would suck and I'm like Cody and then all of a sudden I think Khaleesi did something and I was like Khaleesi and he heard that and he's like Brit like what so I look up and I kind of see his blue mountain op shirt hanging out right there and he's like I'm right here I don't know what happened but the directions that I was given took me like up a backside and up a cliff. And so I kind of went for like two minutes of feeling like, okay, now my sense of direction is completely shot, which I have control issues and I don't like not knowing. And then two, now I'm like, I, I don't know where I am. Granted, if I really felt lost, I knew which direction to head back to, but it was kind of like this big mine thing and then my dog rocking another rock and so when i headed up to cody i didn't realize it i was like like yes we found the summit so excited and then we get up there <laughs> and the family's there and we all made really good timing and it was so excited that we finally reached the summit there it is the summit pile of rocks a wood sign that says king's peak utah elevation thirteen thousand five hundred and twenty-eight feet here you are And then I think I went from the like emotions colliding and I don't really remember that, but like Cody has a video and I just like sat down with my head between my legs. And I think it's because I, like I said, I went from like anxiety to excitement and then they collided. And I literally all of a sudden, and I was like, I was so hangry, so hangry by the time I was feeling lost and I'm just like sitting there and I'm like, Oh my gosh. And he's like, Hey, like pictures, let it And I'm like, just give me like, shh. Like I just, do you ever just need a minute? Like just, I needed to like, let me, I think there was just, I was overstimulated, (laughs) which I'm not proud of. And it fucking hurts my feelings to like, even look back on that and have that moment because I feel like that's so not me when it comes to like stepping up. I feel like I can fucking push my shit to the side and step up. But I think it's because I stepped up, collided Hanger as fuck. And then it was like da da da, 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 da like pictures. Let's do this. Look off the side. People hanging off the rocks. I don't know. <laughs> but it was really cool and I'm so glad I did it. Um and I recognized that I really needed to eat at that point. And I luckily had my protein bar in my pocket, my peanut butter crunch from Mountain Ops, as you know I love. And I sat and nibbled on that. We took some pictures. Um And yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool. It kind of felt like an out-of-body experience at that point. (laughs) But yeah. And then I'm telling you, by the time we were done taking pictures and visiting for a couple minutes and I had ate my protein bar and sat there, I was feeling like a new person and grabbed a couple selfies. And then it was time to head back before any more storms came. That was really cool. And I'm so grateful that I'm a part of a family that pushes... Not only, I think we all kind of push our own limits and I'm grateful that I get to be a part of that and learn to push myself to my limits, literally to new heights and experience that. And I think every time we do a trip like this, I take something new away from it and I learn and I'm able, even the moments where I feel like physically I did fucking awesome, but like mentally, like what happened? Like, I don't even like, it wasn't heights. It, like, I just think it was like overstimulation or something. To kind of learn and be like okay like i can look back and realize like i probably should have fueled my body better and my anxiety wouldn't have been so much and like just stop and breathe for a minute like i don't have to be the first there or push or like you still could be but maybe just like stop and compose for a minute i'm very grateful that we got to do that and it was really cool it was really cool to get to be experienced that with them and be a part of that and i'm just very grateful for my husband for you know lead in the way and being there for me and allowing me to go with and really setting me up for success for all these things that we do. We, um, took some good pictures. Some of them were hilarious. I remember like bending my knees. I don't know. Do you ever like some girls will get this. I remember wanting to like, you know, you want to like, when am I ever going to get a picture up at the summit again? And part of me is like, bend your knees. So like your legs don't look so swole. But you look like you're popping a squat and scared of the ledge <laughs> but some of them turned out good but like why do we do that to ourselves just fucking smile and enjoy the moment you know now that I've had therapy on the podcast that's cool <laughs> we took our pictures got to meet a few people so it's also really cool like hearing other people's stories as they go by and just watching other people summit. Like one kid was willing to take our picture and then his friend was coming up and he's like, where do you, have you seen so?" He's like, I'm right here making your PB and J. Like, I don't know. It's just cool. Everybody's story, right? You know this. I love, that's why I have the podcast. It was really neat to get to experience that on the way down. I can see why everybody was smiling on the way down. One, they had done it. They did what they came for. Two, everyone kept telling us the way down's much easier. I promise. Cause you're literally like, climbing on all fours on rocks. And you're just like looking at people being like, am I close? So it was really fun being (laughs) the people on the flip side. It is much easier on the way down. I will say that. And it was, you know, just fun being like you're close or I hate to lie to you, but you got a ways to go. Just stay on the ridge." And that is where I say, I do think, um, when I do it again, I want to do it again. Sorry, Cody, we're doing it again. I will stay farther up on the ridgeline because I do think yes, going down is easier, but I do think also the path in which staying up higher would be much easier instead of circling around. Uh, and just based off of what I saw and heard, I just think I was too worried about getting too close to the right side or and directionally, you know, coming down was awesome. And we stopped, got all of our stuff, picked it up and obviously had lots of water, a snack, Cody and Khaleesi, I think, took like a perfect little five minute power nap. And then we headed down to some of the little streams that were right there and decided to filter water before we headed down to camp. We filtered our water. I do have to say one of our favorite things. I know specifically for me, it was really nice being like self-sufficient in the fact of having the jet boil and our mini Sawyer, yeah, our mini Sawyer water filtration systems. Cody and I each have one. So it was really nice just being able to like do that, fill up your water bottles, fill up your stuff and just know, like it's always really cool to be at that point in my life that I have all my stuff set up and God forbid something happened. But if I was on my own, we got separated. I know I have everything I need to survive and be able to find my way back. And I'm glad that we did end up filtering everything because then we knew we had water to not only get back to camp but to also our plan was to be able to make dinner. So once we got to camp, we could just be at camp because at this point, I think it was already it's about 5:30, 6 o'clock when we were filtering water because I was just looking at pictures. And when we started, we did decide after the fact to go through that shortcut because my husband and father-in-law ended up talking to my buddies and they took a picture and were able to like kind of draw a picture of where we were and like where to go and so we decided to take that shortcut and make our way across about 6 30. we knew it was like by the time we get back to camp it's gonna be a while we did the shortcut and the frustrating thing with this shortcut is it's not marked completely well I do have pictures that I will post in the article so that you can kind of get an idea of where it is. And then I wonder if we could do something on Onyx. I'll have to look into that, of like where you cut across. But the shitty thing, when you get up across there, you are, again, starting to boulder, go over boulder stuff, or bouldering, and then you get across there, and some assholes just have Karens marked everywhere throughout there. So you're like, where do I actually go? But you do. If you follow the carrens, you'll end up. You know, you need to be up on that other side to drop off, into Gunsight Pass from Anderson Pass. Drop over to Gunsight Pass, and we tried to. I think we made like one other Karen along the way. But you do get to where you see the carrens once you get over to the side that looks into Gunsight Pass. Start following those carrens down, and I will tell you, looking down, it is very steep. And this was a part. This was somewhere that I was very grateful to have my trekking poles out and ready was for these steep moments because this is kind of that's what I expected King's Peak to be. You definitely want to be using your trekking poles for this if it's something that you're using or have or just be ready to get stable. While we were there, there's basically like a rock slide that looks like a big trail that just leads to the bottom. You do not want to follow that. We unfortunately watched other people that were ahead of us follow that and then have a hell of a time finding their way back over. Luckily, we stood back and kind of watched them do that because they were someone that had told us they had taken the trail. And they went down there and we watched them kind of rolling rocks towards each other and everything. So we're like, we're just going to stay back here, give them space so we're not rolling rocks on top of them and let them do their thing. While we were standing there trying to give them space, I looked over to my left and saw that there was Karen's kind of marked far in the distance that like cut across all the boulders versus what would look like a trail and as you kept looking at them you would notice like i found the ones that cut straight over to our left that were pretty close to where we were standing and then cody was able to find more and more and then it kind of they were headed into the direction of where you can tell that the actual trail that cuts through the grass from gunsight pass it connected so we were like i i think that's the way and i told him i'm like literally everybody i talked to at the base told me just follow the karens like once you get over there follow the karens which now i realize was like a good warning slash tip because like follow the damn karens we ended up deciding we like we're not doing that let's follow the karens. so we started hiking our way across and sure enough just keep looking out into the distance. Even if they're small, there's Cairns all the way across. And then there is one area where we tried to put... Again, I just followed Khaleesi. I just let her kind of lead the way. And she really found great rocks to step on and sturdy stuff and, you know, animal instinct. And then there is a spot where it does kind of what we... What looks like there are those big cliffs that people were probably struggling to go up. But there is a little slot that you can go through that really kind of has stairs or stepping from the cliff boulder that you can kind of make your way through and we tried to mark a karen right there because that part wasn't clearly marked it was more or less kind of looking down and being like oh that's a good way to get down and again i'm going to try and post pictures on the article so that you can see where this is because it was a little bit tricky during this point i didn't take any pictures because we're just trying to get our way through and i wish i would have but i think based off of what we can draw and explain it'll make sense and then you just make your way across that. And then sure enough, you cut down across and over to Gunsight Pass. And it was a hell of a shortcut. <laughs> and I think that's the way to go. It was really, I'm glad we took the shortcut. And it was some sweet success after going the long way and just being able to cut across and be to Gunsight Pass already based off of how our morning went. And then yeah, you just start headed back down. You pass that big ass Karen stack and then start doing those switchbacks again and start making your way back to camp. We arrived back to camp, I think just after nine o'clock. Our goal was originally to be back to camp by 7.30. (laughs) And then we realized that wasn't going to happen. And then it just became get there before dark. And we rolled in before dark and we were able to, at that point, make dinner, which... It tastes so good and i had i brought me um, a little box of boxed wine and something like that just doing something like that and to be able to come back and have my heather's choice spaghetti oh my god and then pour myself a glass of cabernet and just sit back and relax that there's nothing like that like it if you could only see the smile on my face That is something that just hits the spot. (sighs) Shit tastes like it's already so good, but it just, what would you say? It's just sweet success and you just savor the moment. And then of course we hung out, kind of chatted for a while, but everyone was pretty tired and it was already late at that point. And then it was time to heat up the jet boil again and (laughs) make everybody their slumber. Slumber, I think became one of our favorite things on that trip. Um, Obviously it's already one of mine, but... We all made our slumber, which I was very grateful for, for that recovery. And then went to bed and the plan for Sunday is day three of hiking. And that is hiking out and going home that morning. I have to say again, I'm grateful that I've been doing my incline weighted pack walks. I definitely think that that helped paid off everyone's knees, obviously just doing hiking downhill. All of Saturday evening, everyone's knees were sore on Saturday, but I am very grateful that I woke up Sunday and I was proud of myself for I was not sore. My knees didn't hurt anymore. And I'm grateful for that recovery that is in slumber because I do think that helped a lot. And I got some really great sleep. And Sunday we woke up and it was our plan was just to kind of get out of there so we could get out of there and get home before those storms hit but we woke up to it storming like a bitch on sunday i was thinking we would be having to just hang out in the tents and wait for it to pass but luckily i think we left by eight o'clock that morning and we made hella good time hiking out and crossing everything and getting to see all the beauty all over again i think we made it out of there in like three hours As a group, we stayed together for the most part on that. And then we drove, well, actually, as you have to, obviously, who else craves a big juicy cheeseburger when you're done doing a major hike? So obviously we had to go to a local diner and get our well-deserved delicious food. And then Cody and I drove home the scenic route because we were without kids still. And so we drove home through Mirror Lake, which... Honestly, I'm so glad we did. It was really cool to go that way and for both of us to get to see it. Um, He's been there before. I had not. And I got to just stay in my happy place of pine trees and lakes and green for a while before we headed home. That is a, I would say, quick recap. But hi, we're into this for an hour now. (laughs) Of our King's Peak hiking trip, it kind of gives you an idea of what to expect. I think it's always nice to know how things went, what to expect, and just more details rather than just reading like it's x y and z go here and there like so hopefully somebody finds this helpful or if not and you just were kind of curious about how the trip went, this is a breakdown of how it went. Again, this is my experience. There's five other experiences on this trip, but that's not my story to tell. Uh yeah. I want to just recap some things that we loved on this trip. People have asked oh, like what would you say you needed you wanted i asked cody as well obviously you heard me say our mini water filters our sawyer mini water filters all this will be linked in the show notes and article too if you're like wait what what was that they were super handy it was nice to have on hand especially if you're doing it as a group or if it's just the two of you if you both can have them they're really not that expensive they're quick to do and it's nice to i mean just keep them in your pack anyways but it was really great to have because the one thing about this trip is there's water all along the way and that was so nice so you can stop whenever you need to and use that really quick super easy super convenient obviously the jet boil the and making sure <laughs> make sure that you have a full tank or a backup tank if you need it we used our jet boil obviously for food and we used, well, we brought two of them, but we usually use just mine. Cause I had mine handy and you know, I'm all about like, let's get everybody fed. As you know, my mountain op slumber is my go-to, especially when we're out camping or recovering. And I just know, like I've had a big long day. I just want to be able to get to bed, get to bed fast. Let my mind ease itself. Let my body recover and wake up feeling good and slumber does that for me. And there's also just something super comforting at the end of the day to just sit and sip on. I love the cider. It just, it seals the dill and it just, and it just starts like the routine of winding down. Also (laughs) very grateful for their protein bars. As you know, you've heard me say this a million times. We keep them in our pack. I love hearing other people that have been trying their protein bars i've heard nothing but great things about saying like they're really the best protein bar i've had and i'm grateful that i had it in my pack and i could throw it in my pocket with something easy because it literally was a game changer when it came to me being hungry and getting something that was full of both protein carbs and fat and satiating me and also tasting good grateful for those and so was everyone else because i was going a little bit betty white there for a second Obviously, my Heather's Choice mills, you've heard me mention them a couple of times. If you haven't listened to the episode with Heather Kelly from Heather's Choice, so you can get an idea of Heather's Choice mills for somebody like me who has sensitivities and wants to make sure you're being regular also, Mm -hmm. Heather's Choice has awesome ingredients. They are so tasty, literally. They taste like gourmet mills in a package, they're full of flavor and they're packed full of veggies and fiber and protein. Heather knows what's up and I'm always so grateful for having a good meal that I look forward to every time that's packed full of flavor that I look forward to eating. And I'm also clearly being like, what should I pair it with tonight? Like what sounds good? That goes a long ways, having a meal that you look forward to, especially when you're gonna be there for a couple days and their packaging is so much smaller than the rest of the packaging out there. Trekking poles were a big one on this trip and Cody, I was asking him what was something big that he was grateful for. He said definitely the trekking poles. They helped tremendously for his knees and there's definitely time and a place when they come in handy and there's nothing wrong with using them. I think trekking poles are definitely something worth taking on King's Peak and investing in. We also used Onyx, as I mentioned. That's just an app that you can download on your phone and pay a subscription for. We also had our Garmin GPS. With that, we have InReach, which is a way for us to be able to message or connect. Or there's like an SOS button on it. And that was something that I felt like is necessary. They make a mini one as well. Uh, And the InReach was really great to have, especially because we were sending our kids somewhere else. So it was really nice to be able to have that in reach and kind of keep them posted along the way. And then also just know that everything was good with them. Or if something did come up, then they were able to contact us. Definitely love the GPS, um, the Garmin GPS and the in reach. I think, I think everybody should have that. If you're an outdoorsman or you're back in the country enough in reach is worth having Cody's chair, (laughs) Cody's chair, it is so lightweight i was so impressed i giggled clearly at the thought of him having a chair I'm like there's like you sit on dirt you sit on a log like okay um, you know what i was craving at the end of the summiting day cody's chair and cody was so glad to have his chair it's there's a there's a time in there's a time for that man and let me tell you I'm going to be getting me a chair now. That was awesome. Uh, It's so lightweight. I think it's worth having. If it's something that brings you comfort, you can sit in and you never know where you're going to end up. I was very impressed and now I get it. I get it. After a long day of hiking like that, sometimes it's nice to have a chair. Always our tent set up. I'm always so impressed. Although, let me tell you, Robert's Roost, I shared the tent with Rivers. He's six. Now I'm sharing the tent with Cody, who's six, two and you know a grown ass bearded man it definitely felt a little tighter (laughs) however i we have the tent the two-person tent and i love the flies on the outside to be able to put our packs underneath and kind of have that little area i have the best little setup that i figured out i have my jetboil set out there my coffee cup ready i have all my stuff situated so then in the morning when i wake up i open the one part it's all nice and shaded And then I sit and boil my coffee all from like, while I sit in my tent. And again, it's little things in life that I'm a morning person. If I can have my little routine, then I'm good to go. Uh, And then also our awesome sleeping bags by Kings Camo. They were awesome. We were worried about being too cold. I ended up unzipping mine and using it more as a blanket, but I loved our little tent setup. It worked perfect. Even with two grown people in it, it's still, it was perfect. And the dog and the little dog too hopefully this helps and you get an idea of what our adventure was. I hope maybe it inspires some of you to go out and go backpacking or maybe decide to do your first backpacking trip. I know it's always intimidating, but I would love to hear what adventures you guys are on and what you have coming up please don't forget to subscribe. If you're listening to us on Apple podcasts, leave a five-star rating and review. It seriously helps more than, you know, if you took something away from this podcast or you enjoyed it, please take a screenshot of you listening to it or a selfie and tag us on Instagram at the reckoning podcast or me at Brittany.long. We're excited to chat with you next week.